Ginger on ginger, ginger on ginger, Jacob has red hair, so does Alex. Welcome to Ginger on Ginger, the podcast for two redhead comedians. Choose a word, phrase, or concept, and talk about it through their gingery lands. I'm Jacob Godby. I'm Alex Tate. And today we have a very special guest with us. Please welcome Seth Rockenbach. Seth, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great. I'm, I don't know if they, they can't see this, obviously, but I ducked out of frame and jumped in as if I was actually being introduced. Yeah, you were very excited about <laughs> it, which I'm glad, man. It's good to see you. Hey, I mean, I am a huge fan of the show. It's a, <laughs> it is my every Wednesday morning. I drive to work with the show playing. I get to work, do a little couple things, and then turn it back on and finish it by my first delivery. So it's, it's pretty great. I got to say, I'm, I'm loving it. That's Happy cute. to be a part of it. Thank you. Uh, Seth, why don't you give everybody like a little, I'll let you and Alex handle this part. Do like a little history uh, lesson with Seth. You know, how are you involved oh, in the ginger God. universe? Oh, man. Uh, okay. History of me was I was working at Holiday Inn in Missoula, Montana, and uh, doing some stand-up and whatnot. And my boss out of nowhere said, hey, did you see this Indeed application for a comedy <laughs> group? I love that we put it on Indeed like we were going to get some fucking MBA. <laughs> Yes, yeah. so, so professional. Not my finest moment. <laughs> <laughs> you ended up with me, uh, so you definitely didn't get a professional. But yeah, so she sent me the link, and I said, "Screw it, I'll I'll apply." And then I get a message from you guys saying, "Hey, we got a time slot at the end of this day. You want to show up?" And I want to think it's like it was probably three or four p.m. And I show up to this coffee shop. And I'm standing there ordering coffee and you guys were running late and you come in and then it's kind of like this awkward, like I have my coffee. Do I go up to them or do I wait for them to text me and tell me to come over? <laughs> <laughs> so These so, big time comedians. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you guys had an Indeed application. I thought you guys were like the real deal. So so I uh, I just walk over. I'm like, hey, you guys say hi. And then uh, we ended up talking for, what was it, like an hour? Yeah hour and a half maybe like we just we kind of just started ranting it was we just started vibing well and the questions went out the window but i remember thinking oh wow this was the end of their day i was like the last interview they were super tired and jacob you said right as i left you're like hey i'll call you by friday if you got the job (laughs) Well, fi- Friday rolls around and absolutely no phone call. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, okay. And then Sunday, Jacob messages me and says, hey, can you show up tomorrow? Someone dropped out. <laughs> we need you to play a character. Also, can you memorize this script? And it was at that moment that I realized I wasn't their first choice, but I'm the choice they're stuck with. And uh, the rest is history. Uh, I will say that uh, you beat out a kid. We didn't even – I mean I kind of chatted with him via email. But uh, there's this kid named Charlie in Michigan 
who saw it and emailed us and he was like, Hey guys, I'm willing to move to Montana for this job. And I was like, Hey man, it's really, it's not like paid, you know, when we do a show, you know, you'll get a cut at the ticket sales, but, uh, it's not an actual job. But he was like, I don't care. I'm going to move to Montana. And I was like, please don't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So you beat out Charlie. (laughs) We like that kid, but I was terrified that we were going to fuck his entire life. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I was flattered, honestly, that someone cared enough to (laughs) do that for us. But, uh, yeah, basically we uh we that was like 2017 we were um we were starting to shoot the pilot, the sketch pilot and and we were getting ready for our next round of live shows and it was my last semester of college so I was like I need some help and that's why the idea to post like an indeed thing uh that's why that happened. It was a good year. I had a good year run with you, y'all. Yeah. Before you left. Uh, and Charlie, if you're listening, <laughs> you made a good call. <laughs> I mean, Montana's great and all, but I mean, what a drive. What a move. Well, and then Jack, who did our sound for the first shows with you, uh, was also someone we talked to that day at the coffee shop. Yeah. <laughs> that poor guy had to deal with me that entire first shoot, just whispering like, how are you doing? You look so good in those jeans. <laughs> well, that was JP. That's Alex's neighbor now. Oh, that's no, your sorry, sorry. No, no, no. JP did the sound for what did I say last night? Yeah, Jeremy I was like, did the sound Jeremy. for the phone game. Jeremy is wonderful. He's great. Uh, he, yeah, Jeremy's great. Shout out to Jeremy who did the sound for a lot of our shoots. And since I've named JP, shout out to Ryan. Uh, <laughs> Just get the shout outs out. Yeah, get yeah, them exactly. All Mom, yeah. dad, love you. My uh, my favorite Seth story with in regards to him performing with us was uh i started dating sheridan and um on our first date she said to me and i quote and i don't know how i didn't walk out of the date when she said this but i didn't and i'm happy i didn't but she said i don't really like comedy (laughs) which i have you ever been like has a statement ever like slapped you in the face and you'd have no idea how to react to a statement so i I was like what What, does that mean you don't like to laugh um you just want to be stoic all day and she was like no i've just never seen a comedy movie that makes me laugh and i was like wow wow okay (laughs) um and then psycho we had been dating for all of like literally two weeks or three weeks and she came to one of our shows and she she brought all of her co-workers and made them all sit in the back so that and i (laughs) quote again in case i didn't like it you couldn't see my face (laughs) well she really liked it because we kill it every fucking time and after the show I go up to her and I was like, how was it? And she was like, pretty good. And then she just turns to Seth and she looks him dead in the face and she goes, you were actually pretty funny. <laughs> and me and Seth were both like, what What do you mean actually? You just expected other shit out of him. <laughs> and was like, oh, it's actually pretty funny. I will never forget that moment. She, like, she looked me dead in the eyes. Dead in the eyes. And like that pause that you just had in that. Pause the conversation, looked me dead in the eyes and went... You were actually pretty funny. <laughs> I it was one of the best compliments I think I've ever gotten. Aside from the show where the girl hit on me afterwards because she liked me so much. Oh, yeah. I would say my favorite <laughs> Seth moment is the first time you did your poetry. Uh, I think it was at our first show. And yeah. I was just standing off to the side and people were 
dying. And I was like, oh, that's my proud little dad moment. <laughs> I remember uh, when we were planning that show, we were trying to fill space. And you were like, Seth, do you have anything? And I was like, I can do bad poetry. <laughs> and in classic Jacob fashion, you were like, show me. Like, prove it. <laughs> yeah. Prove it. So I picked up some DVD out of his collection and just read the back of it. And uh, after reading that, you guys didn't laugh at all. But after <laughs> reading that, Jack, Jacob just goes, okay, we can do that. <laughs> I'll never forget how many ideas I had shot down by Jacob. Like every day going to rehearsal with you guys, I came with probably 20, 25 ideas. And I knew that I would only leave there with you guys thinking like five of them were good. <laughs> to, I mean, I do that to myself, to be fair. But oh, it's hilarious that fair, you paint yeah. me as like this... Uh, like sketch I, overlord. <laughs> you were you were the sketch overlord. Oh yeah. You, you kept the time you kept the car going. You kept everything in motion and made sure it was all good because if it was left up to Alex and I, we would just like talk about nonsense for hours. It's true. I do like a tight show and every once in a while we would have one that was like that felt under rehearsed and I would like be so mad at myself and then I'd watch the tape back and I'm like, all right, that's pretty good. <laughs> we did fine. I mean, since you guys were so kind about your favorite set stories, my favorite Alex and Jacob story Ooh. was our first show. I am sweating bullets. <laughs> I, I do remember dying. that. We're you were... You're very anxious. <laughs> yep, yep. We were upstairs in the Roxy up in the projection booth. I just had all the butterflies in my stomach. So many butterflies. And uh, I just go up to you guys and I go, hey, how are you guys doing? Like, are, are you all good? And you're like, yep. This is fine. <laughs> we're great. Everything's good. And I, the most Kristen Stewart-like responses <laughs> to every question I had while I was just dying on the inside i will never forget that i rarely feel more like present than like the for like the 15 minutes right before a show because i there's so much stuff to do and i'm like literally just running like say hey thanks for coming to the show and then like setting props and then like making sure the sound person knows exactly what the order is and then the videos and like it's like it's just go 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 up until the show starts it's like that rare moment where we were able to like talk to you and answer questions it was like that doesn't that didn't happen before you were there. I, I found my little click just sitting up at the computer playing music for the audience. Yeah, that was that was how I dealt with all my anxiety. Was I would just sit there and be like, okay, I'll play this song and then this song, and uh, I mean, shout out to our favorite song, Alex. Do you want to sing it real quick? Oh. Must have hit the lotto. Can you believe me, brother? <laughs> I think I win a lotto. Yeah, it was. I can't remember his name now, and he's also he's like Easter. Tommy Cash. Tommy Cash. Thank you. I I win a lotto. Tommy Cash. Or maybe it's just win a lotto. Win a lotto. He's from Estonia. And if if you're not doing anything right now, listen to the rest of the podcast, and then do yourself the greatest favor you could ever do your eyeballs and watch the music video to it because it's unfucking believable. <laughs> <laughs> best use of green screen that's ever ever existed yes it's amazing yeah. and i have a deep respect for we did a sketch where we were the are we the president of latvia not the president of estonia 
Never mind. I was Latvia is right next to Estonia. Anyway, shout out to yeah, like I, northern yeah. Eastern European countries. Fun fact about Latvia: you guys remember the blonde parades they have when we were doing research? Yeah, they have like supermodel <laughs> they, parades. They were, yeah, they have so many women that just blonde women walk the streets in a parade in hopes that a guy will pick them up. I think I texted Alex when it happened, but last year there was a SNL cold open with Alec Baldwin as Trump, and then Beck Bennett had a press conference with him as the president or prime minister of Latvia. And I was like, hang on a sec. Yeah, I, we did this back in 2017. I did see that. And I was like, what are the fucking odds? No one cares. It gives a shit about Latvia. Again, shout out to Latvia. But who gives? I was like, they <laughs> saw us and they copied. There's literally no other way. There's There's been a couple times. Like, I obviously they didn't actually see us, but there was, um, that that one recently that A.D. Bryant was in about like making like a hundred layer cake and then feeding it to someone even though it's inedible and I was like that's new s'mores like what's going on here yeah but uh, that doesn't I don't think you know and then I went and looked at new s'mores and how many views it had and I was like there's they didn't see this <laughs> I really hope that the president of Latvia listens to this and he hears the shout outs that we've been giving him <laughs> yeah also endorsement from Latvia would be great for the podcast so it would Latvia if you want to endorse the Chinders podcast please do we could talk about that sketch. I mean, that's the longest sketch we ever performed live. Uh, UN presentation, which is up on YouTube. And I played Donald Trump, which I don't think I would do again. Back in 2017, it was like a different story. It was our attempt at political satire, of which we've never done before and haven't done since. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was just like I rapped as Donald Trump, which, uh, you know, seems um, quite quaint in hindsight. <laughs> I mean, it was great. It was great for the time. You shouldn't knock it. The whole thing was great. We made the Latvian flag was what? It was like two ducks. Two ducks having sex, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I don't I think... Mean, no, I forgot about that. I don't think Latvia is going to be on board with us uh, for sponsoring us if we set their flag with two ducks fucking. And I played Raymond Vihones and did a super bad accent the entire time because as That's you guys I know, say, the, the- I can't fucking do accents. The thing that none of us are good at is impressions or accents. And <laughs> Alex and I were tasked with both an impression and an accent. And Seth, uh, you played the straight person a lot in our sketches. That was uh, why you all hired me. That was my job as the intern was I was the straight person. I, I played the straight person in most things, which looking at me was probably the worst choice. I actually had a moment in a bar where I was talking with some random guy and I used to have really long blonde hair just so the audience knows. I looked like a surfer dude. And this Montanan man who's been working in the farms his whole life is talking to me. And I go, yeah, I play the straight guy. And he goes, you? You play the straight guy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's a role that I think I should probably have done more often, uh, especially since we performed almost every Gingers on Ice show with our shirts, like, tucked in. (laughs) But, I mean, I could not have played the uh, character in the giant diaper that you and Alex did. That was a fun sketch. That that was gold, and I could not have fit into that. So I had to have been the straight guy for some things. Uh, Alex, do you remember that one? So I just, little, this is like a swimming tryout sketch. You should say how how it started. Yeah, back in like 2015, I went to the store, and I saw a novelty pair of giant underwear, and I was like, oh, that would be funny to work into a sketch someday. 
Cut to like three years later, we finally come up with a use for it, which is Alex and I are brothers wearing it together, auditioning or like trying out for and the you've swim talked team. About those brothers already, I believe in like two or three episodes ago, you talked about those brothers. Yeah, yeah. it was like an unofficial creepy gingers three. Yeah. Yeah, we played the same characters, so I just don't think we uh, we made it a Creepy Gingers 3 after the disaster that was Creepy Gingers 2. <laughs> it yes. was a renaming, but it was the exact same thing. Oh, yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. Yeah. And all I remember is we did stuff, you know, we're in the same pair of underwear, so we the premise of the sketch was that we wouldn't get in the water. We had all this, like, prep to do, and so Seth would be like, all right, get in the water, and be like, wait a minute, we have to eat lunch, and Alex would, like, feed me a bite of a sandwich, and then I would feed him a bite, and then... I'd uh, be like, all right, get in. And we were like, wait a minute, we have to put sunscreen on. And we were supposed to rub sunscreen on each other. And Alex did like this little dollop and like gently rubbed it in. And I just got like, like <laughs> two full handfuls of sunscreen. Like a fucking half and pound. slapped them. <laughs> like a fucking half pound of sunscreen. And proceeded to try to rub it into my skin for the next 25 minutes because it was like SPF 4000. And it was like cement. <laughs> And the audience ate that shit up, but then I was legitimately covered in, like, caked on sunscreen the rest of the show. <laughs> I mean, you were transparent by the end of that sketch. Yeah. The yeah. amount of white sunscreen you had on you. That The only, like, existing photo of that sketch <laughs> is, like, my face, like, beat red. And then I have a horrible farmer's tan. Uh, yeah, that's good times. <laughs> I, I, I struggled so hard. I could have swam in the sun if I wanted to. (laughs) (laughs) Unfaced. Completely unfaced. Yeah. Leisurely. So, Alex, I mean, what what are your guys' favorite sketches we did? Or the favorite sketch that you wrote? I was going to say my favorite sketch I ever did with you, Seth, was the dad going off to college. The Boston Boston Party, party. which was super short and super stupid, but uh, I fucking loved it. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, If anybody hasn't seen that one, basically Seth's going off to college and his dad keeps warning him about things to stay away from in college. So uh, we came up with all these things. You know, I don't remember what they were. It was like, be careful of drinking. And then it got progressively weirder and like, be careful drinking, safe sex. And then don't go to a, a like a party where they're filling each other's buttholes with vodka. Yeah, you punch them in the gut, and then it shoots back out of their butthole like a fountain. I believe that's what we came up with for that was a that's Boston what the Boston vodka party. Vodka is. party yeah. is. But we sat around. We had we for like an hour, like uh, just brainstormed weird combinations of things and what they would mean. And I actually thought of one the other day that I wanted to run by you guys. Mm. Uh, it's a Bangladeshi head scratcher. <laughs> And it's uh, it's when you don't know if it's a queef or a fart. Well, I believe, I believe, and if there are, is there if there's a single woman that listens to this podcast, amazing. Um, I believe that sometimes if women wear tight enough pants, a fart can creep into the vagina, and then they have to push it (laughs) subsequently out of the vagina. Thus, a sort of double a fart and a queef happens. By through one block of air. I mean, women, please send us messages. Please send these boys some messages. But is it possible to queef and fart at the same time? Oh, man. (laughs) I knew we were going to reach a new low when we had Seth on the podcast. Yeah. I'm I'm kidding. Guys, 
I have to let you know, I have been, ever since you told me I was going to be on the podcast, I have been just, like, freaking out about how not to make it super bad. <laughs> and, like, to keep you get your, your highbrow humor high. And, uh, and then when... Oh, so high. Our highbrow humor is very, very high. Oh, yeah, my mother was when... super stoked about 12 rats masturbating last week. <laughs> it was 14. It was 14. Oh, As a fan Jesus of the show, Christ. I want you to know it was 14. <laughs> yeah, it was. And my dad texted me about that. And he was like, oh, man, I just went outside to take the garbage out. And there were 14 rats jacking off in the trash can. <laughs> I bet your just, dad is stoked just on it. greatness. Did your mom actually said something about it? Oh, yeah. She went, I went, I listened to the <laughs> podcast this week. It was good. It sounds like you guys are getting into a groove and you're getting better. I didn't find the rat thing very funny, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, man, that's uh, sorry. Sorry, Kim. Sick. My I bad. Hope, sorry, Kim. I hope I don't throw them out of their groove too much. Yeah. One of my favorite ones we did. I mean, I want to say Gurney talk, but you weren't in that one very much. Uh but one of my favorites we did with you, uh, just because it was something different, uh, was one that Alex wrote uh, called Nine Nine Nyand. Uh, and it was a parody of La La Land where Alex and I like moved to New York and we hit it big in the comedy circuit. And then Alex or then, I mean, Seth uh, begs us for crack. <laughs> it was the first thing you guys ever brought to me. That was the first sketch you brought to me after I had finally become the official intern. Um, but that was the first sketch. I remember reading it being like, these guys want me to pretend to shit on stage. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was like, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the first thing you did on stage, too. Like we, I was really nervous about that oh, yeah. sketch because it involved a lot of sound and light cues and stuff like that. So I wanted it to go early because if it was shitty and like the sound and light cues didn't hit we could just recover it the rest of the show and then people would forget about it nothing went wrong but i was just nervous about it yeah so i'm pretty sure like we introduced you in the intro and then you went away and then that was the first thing you did i think maybe i have that wrong no you're right it was it was really early yeah the first thing first thing i did it was and the first thing seth did on stage with us was bring us coffee and then we pretended to like it was bad (laughs) and we were mean to him and our audience hated it they did not want to see us be mean yeah yeah, i loved it though because that was my joke. I wrote that joke. <laughs> yeah, but they don't know that. They probably think like, oh, Jacob really ratcheting up on that a-holeness. I loved it. You, and then you guys make me put on an orange wig because uh, I don't Which, know. Which again, if- you wrote that joke. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. The favorite thing I ever wrote that never, that no one ever even really liked was the one, once again, where you guys are mean to me, but you guys are rapping on stage with the callbacks, you're like, who wants to party? And then it ends with like this long, long, like monologue about how you guys are mean to me. And I've hijacked the sketch. Yes. To this day, my absolute favorite thing I've ever written. The audiences, not at all. Not uh, at all. I'll have, Sean Kirkpatrick loves that sketch, by the way. Uh, it's called the feel good hit of the summer. Uh, I, I like that one, and and Sean loved it and loves it. So God, you can thank sleep you, Sean. At night. Thank you, Sean. I adored that sketch. It again evolved a, it involved a lot of sound and light cues, and uh, it was complicated in that regard. It was also, I want to say, I had to memorize like a monologue in it, and that was the first time in my entire life I had to memorize more than like three lines in a row. 
and I had to memorize like 20 and I was barely fucking capable of doing that. There was that time we did a, there. I have two stories of when we did shows there and one of them, Seth, uh, you know, the only thing we told you to do was don't say Lewiston. Oh, fuck <laughs> yes. I fucking forgot about this. This made me pee my pants inside. This was maybe the funniest thing Seth has ever done. And also the biggest booze we ever got. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so it's our first Gingers on Ice show ever in my hometown. And Seth comes out and he's like, what's up, Lewiston? <laughs> and they just go, boo. Right Immediately. Off the bat, first That's thing the of the show. first fucking thing out of Seth's mouth. Jacob says, hey, don't call it Lewiston. And Seth just walks up and goes, what up, Lewiston? <laughs> People are fucking pissed off. <laughs> I mean, it was in my mind, I was thinking like WWE, I'll be the bad go, I'll be the bad boy, the bad guy. Yeah. So I'll just show up and say Lewiston. The one thing that you guys are leaving out was that was our biggest show, I believe, at the time. It was That was the year before. The yeah, year after was our biggest show. Which was the brewery, right? But that Correct. show was the biggest, and it was over a hundred something people. Like a hundred. Uh, it was two fifty. Oh, it was two fifty. Yeah, but the median age of the audience <laughs> was sixty five. We yes. were we were performing to an old folks home, basically. Yeah, I mean, my hometown is a retirement community, <laughs> and uh, but yeah, that was, um, and it's a small town too. We pointed out the biggest laugh of the night is when we pointed out that four percent of the town was in that room. We're we're big guys. We're big in Lewis. That's town. what I'm saying. If we got four percent of Austin in the same room, I'd be like, oh, who are these guys? But yeah. Uh, yeah. what up, Austin? What's up, Austin? Austin, yeah. <laughs> Houston, we love you. And everybody'd be like, boo. I'm like, I hear Dallas. Ted Cruz works here, and they'd be like, boo. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that uh, that second show, you forgot your your poem book, and it took a lot for me to give you my car keys and let you just go back to my house, which is like a mile away. <laughs> but I was like, Seth is going to get lost, and then he's going to call me, and like we have a show in 45 minutes. I don't know what to do. And you didn't get lost, or maybe you did, and you didn't tell us, but... <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's check in real time. Seth, how are you? Where are you? What are you up to? Oh, oh man, I'm living in uh, St. Paul, Minnesota, working for a nonprofit called Appetite for Change. And uh, it's just, you know, with all this madness with the, the COVID. Oh, also, this is a complete sidetrack. But a while ago, you guys talked about how there's going to be a baby boom at the end of this. And yeah. you didn't know what those kids were going to be called. The name of those kids is the COVID kids. So at the end of that baby boom, we're going to have a whole group of COVID kids coming out. Uh, this is where you laugh, but that's okay. <laughs> I thought there was more. I thought you were going to like tie it in with the nonprofit. You know, well, you're like, yeah. so, so I do. I, I'm working for a nonprofit and we, we just deliver food to like low income communities. And it's a real change of life that I've ever experienced, you know, growing up in uh, Utah and then like suburban California and then going to Montana and then to here. Um, and working in these low income communities is like such a culture shock for me. Um, but I'm loving it. I mean, I'm, I'm doing great. I don't know how long I'll be here. I think my next step is, uh, Florida okay. because I want to, I really want to catch some big fish. 
Yeah. Is the nonprofit what got you to St. Paul in the first place? No, it was actually, I was just looking for a change of scenery uh, from Missoula. I mean, Missoula got too small. Uh, You guys know this, but I did stand up there for a while. And uh, it was such a small group that I was doing stand up to that I had like one bad show. I think it was like my second show in town. I had one bad show where I made a joke that was a little bit controversial and half of the audience booed at me and half of the audience laughed. And a year later, this woman came up to me after one of my shows and said, Hey, I thought you were a real asshole, but it looks like you're getting better. Keep on doing what you're doing. And once that hit me, I was like, this is too small a town. The The point of open mic night is to try stuff and see what's good and bad. So my friend here, my best friend from my childhood, Alexander Medina, shout out. Oh, yeah. He did. Uh, he did some sound work yeah. on Ginger's on Brewing. Yeah. And he had night terrors. <laughs> And, and he messed up the sound work, as I recall. He, he brutalized it. Um, but he he said, hey, I'm moving into this apartment. And if you want to come live with me for cheap, come on over. So I, I moved out here and uh, we're slowly learning that we might not be the best roommates. That's fair. I mean, all I knew that you moved out there for was I just texted you at some point and you were like, oh, I'm going to Minnesota. An opportunity came up and I was like, well, Alex, I guess Seth is going to go deal drugs. Yeah, no, not quite drug dealing, which is funny. because I, I think ne- it's cool that you looked inwards and you were like, hey, maybe maybe I am an asshole. I should go work for a nonprofit. <laughs> <laughs> hey. You got to learn humility some places, uh, but I'm never going to get rid of that that asshole mentality. I mean, it's a good one. It keeps you sharp, keeps you fierce. Yeah, I think that's uh, leaving Montana has kind of rounded off some of the naivety uh, and trust that I had. <laughs> People suck. <laughs> People yeah. are really mean out there. So you, you have to have that edge to you. A hundred percent. Today I started uh, online classes, which I've never taken an online class in my life before. And I, as you guys know, I, I think I'm a pretty personable person and I, I make friends pretty easily. And it's important to me that people around me sort of like me and um, think I'm funny. And so class, it's really hard in an online setting to like be funny, I think, because you interrupt, like, I can't make little side comments to people or anything like that without like randomly messaging them. And uh, today he showed us this picture collage and one of the pictures uh, was of this, this out of context, but in context, it made sense, was of this very attractive man with a very nice bum and... I want you to know that I desperately wanted to comment on his nice rump, and I didn't, and it kind of broke my heart, and now I don't know how much I like these online classes. <laughs> comment on it now. Get it out. Yeah, I think he shaved his ass. It was like a completely hairless <laughs> ass, and I, my butt doesn't look like that. And I just remember thinking that to myself, and I would, I was like, "Oh my god, that's a in in a not way in a non you know sexual way, that's a fantastic butt." My butt doesn't look like that. Yeah, you got to get them squats in, dude. But uh, I often think that about like porn stars. I don't know if I want to be entirely hairless just to be like one hundred percent chafing all the time. But, yeah, but think about how 
Like you'd be so aerodynamic. I'm just. But I don't do anything in my daily life that requires me to be aerodynamic. <laughs> Maybe you should start. Think about how long your guy, your ding dong would look, though. I've been trying to braid my pubes, thinking that might like give my crotch a cool, you know, Johnny Depp pirate style kind of look. Um, but I can't find beads small enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, like a like a Ragnar Lothbrok from Vikings. <laughs> oh yeah. Before the the pit of snakes, because if you put me in that pit of snakes, it'd be very apparent that my snake is not as big. But you know, <laughs> Seth, I when I move, I find a lot of like mementos, and I found today the Missoula Independent in 2018 awarded us best comedian, and my frame was shattered. And if that's not a sign, I don't know what is, but. <laughs> But uh, I want you to know, Seth, that I asked people to vote for Gingers on Ice. It was the independent's choice to only write Jacob Godby and Alex Tate. <laughs> yeah. And I want to know, fill did the you audience get... In. You have to fill the audience in on this backstory where we got voted Best Comedians of 2018, but my name was nowhere on it. Correct. Until we, I wrote it in permanent... I made a copy for you. I wrote in permanent marker, I wrote, and Seth, and then I had Alex drop it off because I was in Los Angeles. Did you get that alex didn't drop it off he told Ugh! alex i if you want to fill them have in it. you told me to come to your house and i wasn't willing to drive like 40 minutes out of the way so i just texted him just tell me what the surprise is <laughs> and, <laughs> and alex said oh we're we were gonna give you a uh, best comedian 2018 award and i was like cool beans <laughs> and then i never got it i never yeah <laughs> i still have it i felt <laughs> i'm currently looking at it i Ah, no, come on, man. I felt bad because online, I, and I had already moved to Los Angeles and everything, but online I saw that they were having uh, voting and I was like, hey, you know, we made, uh, we did a whole run of shows here in, in 2018 and in 2017 we shot a pilot and did another run of shows, vote for Gingers on Ice. And when, then we got it. And it was the independence choice. They independently chose to not include your name. And I didn't know that until the they were already released. If, I, if they had like asked me, if they'd said, Hey, you guys won. Do you does this entry look okay? I would have put, hey, maybe include Seth on there. I, it was honestly though, it was like the full circle joke for me. Because for me, my biggest joke was that I was just your intern. Like I loved the feeling that I was just the intern on the show. <laughs> I was I was the lowest point. I was just the intern. So when I didn't get put on that award, I still have the actual paper. And I remember laughing so hard when I read it and my name wasn't <laughs> on it. Because I'm like, that is that is on me. I made myself the intern. That, that's 100% Dude, I felt on me. bad when I saw it, man. I was like, I was like, I got to copy this. I got to get a copy to Seth with his name on it. So I'm glad Alex still has it. Yeah, it was like a, so it's like a Mike him, Wazowski but... moment. Where he's like, I'm on a magazine. <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly and the worst part is is the job i have now i actually use that to get the job that's funny i i totally said that i had won the best comedian of 2018 blah 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 <laughs> and it was one of those things where i was just like please don't look it up please don't look it up please don't look it up <laughs> i i use that to get my job as well i don't know if that was the determining factor however that that was like a year almost two years ago and my boss um 
when I do something good, will ni- like write like nice little notes to me in the locker and my put them in my locker and say like, hey, thanks for going above and beyond for this or blah 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 and uh she always ends it with i'm so glad we took a risk on the comedian which means (laughs) they did not want to hire me (laughs) it's it's so funny i don't know if you've done this of course you've done this jacob as well but uh when you apply to a place and you say you're a comedian Either like one of two things happens. They don't hire you because they don't want a jokester or they hire you and everyone thinks you're the funniest stand-up comedian around. And they're like, we need to come to your show. When are you on? Blah, 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 blah. Oh, I have this hilarious joke. You should put this in a show. And- yep. Every, and everyone <laughs> always thinks it's stand-up. You're yeah. right about that. Like they're always, oh, when's your stand-up show? And I was like, you know what? I'm very bad at stand-up. <laughs> and you just want to say, I was trying to get a job. I was I was saying whatever I could to get a job. I didn't want to be labeled as the funny guy in the office. Um, Seth, you know this better than anyone that Jacob um, is really proud of himself, and we uh, the proudest. Do the, My sister just like pl- applauded in her car right there. The first time we, the first time I'd seen Jacob in like uh, almost a year, eight months, something like that. He comes into the store. He comes into the running store and he walks in and my coworker fucking recognizes him from the gingers on uh, ice videos or gingers on cooking videos. And she just goes, you're the other ginger. And I just see Jacob pop a fucking boner because he doesn't even know this girl. And I'm like, God damn it. That's not what we needed. (laughs) Damn straight. I'm the other ginger. Yeah, pretty much. And then he probably hasn't given them the stickers that I sent him to give to them either. So, Oh, I actually did. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. They were pumped. Isn't that Jacob's pickup lines, though? All of Jacob's pickup lines start with, I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, I kind of started yeah. a comedy group, Gingers on Ice. Yeah. Well, <laughs> here's hear me out. And Alex can attest to this. And you, I think, to an extent as well, Seth, bringing a girl to your comedy show is the ultimate test because if they still like you after they've seen gingers on ice you're golden (laughs) i feel like that makes gingers on ice sound so bad (laughs) it's just we put a lot out you know there's singing there's rapping there's sketch there's improv at some point we usually get mostly naked so like there's a lot out there (laughs) and uh yeah i I feel like that there's a little bit of scat play yeah <laughs> scatting and scat play yeah. it all rounds around to jacob's like classic skinny fat joke where he says he's skinny fat and he looks good from a distance but the closer you get the uglier he gets and so when <laughs> when you get shirtless in front of a crowd it's it's kind of like hey this is what you get <laughs> i do feel like i'm pulling off an elaborate ruse every time i put a shirt on right <laughs> <laughs> This is funny. This is, I think, uh, this is a episode has been a good window into people who, but I don't know if there's anyone that listens to this that doesn't know me, but you're painting me to be, it's just, I feel like very funny hearing these stories about myself because I think differently now. There's stuff that I would be uh, hard on or really overly controlling with that now I would not care at all. (laughs) But when your whole world is like this Montana thing and you've kind of taken this like city over in a weird way, 
that's what you care about and you want to keep. And then you go to Los Angeles and nobody, nobody knows who you are and it doesn't work out. And that, that definitely, uh, I'm still proud of the things we did and the talents that I have, but I, I think of them differently. I mean, Jacob, if you hadn't been that driving force and that like kind of up slightly more uptight, Alex and I would have never done any of this. A hundred percent. Wouldn't like, have gotten anything done. Um, I was. I just want to point out, I wasn't, even though you're going to Florida to do big fishing, I was not big fishing for this. <laughs> um, I also want to point out how long our shows were. We're like an hour and a half, hour 45 usually, right? With an opener and a 10 minute intermission, we had like two and a half hour long, like blocks of stuff, like show. And people loved it. People stuck around. I mean, it- that's because the Roxy has alcohol. They sell. <laughs> No, Could you imagine? It was our and talent. Like, it was our talent. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, it's funny. Yeah, I feel like we alternated, alternated demanding a lot from you, and then at the same time not needing anything of you. Like, uh, hey, learn this script by tomorrow so you can be in this sketch that we're spending actual money on to film, or you know, oh, whatever. Yeah, read some poems. That's fine. I mean, all of it went through your lens, though, and at the same time. It was so awesome getting to have that experience of like being the intern. The only reason I feel like you guys really treated me that way was because I put myself in that place. I was like, I'm the intern. Tell me what to do. Tell me where <laughs> I need to be. Uh, because I don't have the drive to do half of what you guys are doing. And we haven't even talked about the cooking show. You helped out on Ginger's On um, backstage uh, for the one episode in season one and then uh, I want to say two or three episodes of season two that we shot in Missoula. That sounds right. And I, I still love the fishing episode the most. Absolutely. You have a brief cameo in the fishing episode. Yeah. yeah. That, that fishing episode may have been one of the best mornings I've had in a long time. Uh, just hanging out with you guys. And I remember we got there and I said, so do we have worms? <laughs> <laughs> You guys looked at each other and said, nope. So I spent the next 30 minutes digging through a dirt hill to look for worms. <laughs> Didn't find a single worm. Not a single one. <laughs> Trevor texted me while I was editing that. Uh, and he was like, hey, man, uh, fishing's looking pretty good. There's one shot you might not like. And I was like, oh, okay, why? And then I watched the whole thing. And I'm like, that was great. What shot were you talking about? And he was like, the one where I replaced you with Seth. <laughs> It's like, dude, I laughed so hard at that. Are you kidding? I don't know if the audience has seen this video, but yeah, in the video, it's just them. And then at one point, there's like a long shot where it's just me fixing the fishing pole that Jacob (laughs) broke. So I'm I'm sitting there fixing it to get him ready for the next shot. It's golden, golden. Um, I want to follow up on something Alex and I talked about a few weeks ago uh, when we were talking about teachers. I talked about a biology teacher I had who mispronounced a lot of words. Mm -hmm. And I found the page today where I wrote down all the things he said wrong. So this this piece of notebook paper has come with me from Montana to California to Texas. It's about 10 years old. (laughs) It looks a little aged. Uh, but I'm just going to read some of my favorites. And uh, and I tried to do – I tried to be fair to him. There were things that he would just say wrong once because people mispronounce or misread things. But these are ones that he said wrong multiple times. Uh, first of all, spatial, he would say as spatual. 
as if like to be spatula. Yeah. Oh no, man. (laughs) (laughs) So he'd be like, you have great spatual awareness. Yes. Just a top chef, top chef in the kitchen with your spatual awareness. That's what I'm saying, dude. Or like homogenous. I have two versions here. He would either say homogenesis or homogeneous. Homogenesis sounds like a Christopher Nolan film. Yeah, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure homogeneous <laughs> is just Elton John. Boom. That's a solid joke right there. Those don't happen too much on this podcast. <laughs> That's an actual punchline setup joke. Uh, and... Yeah, same with like heterogeneous. He would say heterogenerous. <laughs> I'm like, dude, that means something totally different. <laughs> he was classic. Uh, nuclear was nuclear, uh, of course. Like um, alleles was either Ali, Alelis, or Alilis. No way he would say Alelis. He was a, a teacher and he would say he would stand up and no, legitimately. He was a football coach. He was a football coach. <laughs> okay, guys. And then sometimes a teacher. Okay, guys, would this is our play today. You're going to be on the left, you're going to be on the right, and then you're going to do Alales. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Tryptophan. A. I remember he said Tryptithophan. <laughs> oh, my God. What I'm, I know. That's what I'm what saying. What I'm learning is it's not that hard to become a teacher in America or a, no. or a football coach. <laughs> All right. Um, I also have... Instead of last week, my, I, I have an actual police blotter this week. Is, is it okay? Are you sure you don't want to do an improvised one again? Uh, yeah. Police blotter. Police blotter. Wait, are we not doing word of the day? What's happening here? Are we Have we skipped over word of the day? Yeah, we're an hour in. We definitely skipped over word of the day. Uh, tell us, Seth, what was your word? You're kidding me. We're skipping over. I spent the last five days stressing over word of the day like absolutely stressed <laughs> thinking oh my god the whole episode depends on my it does decision. need a title it needs a title so give my us your word, word and we'll, we'll talk about it what's well, our word of the word day, of the day. <laughs> genocide okay let's go to the police blotter oh that was just a joke that was just a joke i i actually uh i spent lots of time on this so we're gonna talk about it regardless uh that's fine today i ate chick-fil-a in a bathtub trying to think of the word of the day so i'm sitting there i mean chick-fil-a and i decide you know what i'm gonna look up the phrase of the day for both of their birthdays oh and then i'll choose the one that's closer but we are in a point where both of your birthdays are practically a month away like yours is a month from now almost jacob yep and alex's was a month ago mm-hmm. <laughs> so the uh the phrases for those days april 20th audience is alex's birthday you missed his but you could still send me something it was lighten up so uh lighten up alex and uh, June twenty second, which is coming up, if is the uh, the phrase "if needs be." Oh, so that's another great phrase. But I was going to ultimately go with uh, the word uh, "social media" because I wanted to see Alex, someone who absolutely it seems like he hates social media and never even messages or does anything compared to Jacob, who is a social media rock star who's like 
constantly talking to people, showing off his favorite albums of the week. I just uh, I wanted to see that juxtaposition in action. I want to posit a theory. Alex hates social media because he doesn't understand how to use it. No, I hate... He fundamentally can't open an app <laughs> and know which buttons I to click. I hate social media because I don't give a fuck. Okay, I don't understand why your opinion suddenly becomes valid because you posted on Facebook and it has a minion attached to it. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. And there's just like so many people on there. Oh, you got me super heated now. That are just like... <laughs> What color should I dye my hair? You should dye your hair. Go fuck yourself. I don't give a fucking shit what color you dye your hair. I don't. What is the point? What are we doing here? Espe oh, my God. Especially Facebook. Instagram, I get so I can look at like pretty pictures of landscapes and pretty pictures of nice butts. But I don't need to. I don't give a shit about Facebook. I fucking hate Facebook with a big passion. I do not get it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is hilarious, because when I was doing this, I was looking in both of your basic information on Facebook. And one thing that hit me was one of the basic information is what are you interested in? And it's, <laughs> it's men, women, or other, I think. And how have we as a society just been dealing with that? Like, no one has ever talked about the fact that it asks you what you're interested in. And uh, Alex didn't even answer the question. Yeah. Alex is, just says his birthday and that he's a man. If I could get all of that to just say, fuck you, it would be great. <laughs> Jacob, on the other hand, is interested in women. Here's the thing Alex doesn't know about Facebook is that in 2016, summer of, we sold out a show that we only advertised on Facebook. No radio, no newspaper, no posters. I only built, I built an event on Facebook, invited a bunch of people, and we sold the place out. But that's, I don't, but that's what I like Facebook for. I don't enjoy it. Uh, as this like politics influencer and like culture magnet. I don't like it for that. I mean, Magnate. Don't lie, Jacob. <laughs> You're posting questions. I think your what was your most recent question was what is your favorite gingers poster? But before that, you're like, hey, What's your favorite dress to wear? You're asking questions all the time. I, did not, I never asked that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're right. I have a small group of people that I know will interact with me if I post something. And so I enjoy talking to those folks. But um, I'm, I, I'm very specific about which uh, things I make public and which things I make just for my friends. And I'm also very specific about who I unfollow. Not unfriend, but unfollow because – I don't want to see what they have to say, but I do want them to see what I have to say. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Jamie, look up uh, Jacob's last post. Seth's always wanted to say that. <laughs> I, I literally had that written down because I wanted to make a, make a young Lunga joke. A young Jamie <laughs> joke. Hey, so wait, we don't have a Jamie? Is that not a thing? We do not. No, I guess I would be that. <laughs> Does anyone know what Jamie looks like? I don't think Jamie's real. I think it's kind of a Jarvis Iron Man situation. <laughs> it's just a different person behind the computer every day. I'll be honest. I've only listened to one episode of that podcast. I didn't know what it was until you said Joe Rogan. Um, but the one social media I absolutely abhor and don't have anymore is Twitter. I cannot stand it. 
at all. Like, I hate it. Oh, I super don't get Twitter. I didn't get Twitter when it was a thing. I also recently, this was like a week ago, I got an email that someone tried to hack into my Twitter account and I need to change my password. <laughs> and I was like, what would they possibly do with my Twitter account? They can have it. Y'all go for it. I mean, they could ruin gingers on ice. They don't know. Yeah, we could get retroactively canceled, Alex. Yeah, maybe this is a company buyout situation where they're trying to <laughs> sneak in on your territory. Dude, I'll sell it, man. I'll sell the gingers, all that. Just If it's a <laughs> nice sum, helps me put like a down payment on something, a new car, I'll just like, you can have it. You heard it here <laughs> first. He'll sell it for like $100, folks. Anything with Seth in it, you can have. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what's, a, what's a nice sum? Like like ten grand? Yeah, I'd probably sell most of our stuff for ten grand. There's like a few things I'd want to hang on to the rights to, but I don't think we demand ten grand. I think if people were interested enough to buy us, they'd be interested enough, interested enough to watch us in the first place. Mm. What if they just bought Gingers on Ice and got rid of the two of you and kept me? That would be funny. Uh, that would be that would be uh, another. If you can add like an. Uh, if you can make the circle bigger, we get best comedians, and then you're the one that ends up as Gingers on Ice. The, the full circle. <laughs> That's going to be the name of my memoir someday. It's just Ginger on Ice. You're going to Keenan Arkell. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm the Keenan, right? Do you guys remember that story that went around the internet that the guy that played Kel got in a car accident and then turned into Waka Flocka? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, was, I, I didn't like believe that shit for a hot ten minutes. <laughs> just like a, like a crazy brain trauma just turns you yeah. into waka flocka. Yeah, he he got like a TBI, a traumatic brain injury from a car accident, and now he's waka flocka. <laughs> I feel like that's not the worst thing that could happen to you. Yeah, no, still very successful. If we're all like classic live action Nickelodeon characters. You know, we can do all that. We can use Drake and Josh. We can use the Amanda show. Who are each of us? You know, wh who would we be? I feel like Alex is Drake, jo Drake Bell, right? Drake, Josh. <laughs> Drake, Josh. No, because I don't play the guitar. No, nor did I have a bell, uh, bowl cut. No, but you're like aggressively heterosexual. You're that guy. You fill that role in the three I mean, of us. Aggressively heterosexual. The, I just, the first thing I talked about on this podcast <laughs> was some guy's nice ass I saw today. <laughs> what? That was like 20 minutes ago. The first thing you talked about was sharing it. And oh, even that oh, was aggressively fuck. heterosexual, talking about that guy's <laughs> ass. That was very aggressive heterosexual. You were doing like some 2008 shit. Like, I'm not gay, but. Yeah. Such a nice ass. <laughs> but don't quote me on that because I'm not gay. Oh, Jacob, what would you be? What would you be? Uh, I like to think, at least for me, I'd be the dancing lobster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, or Crazy Steve in Drake and Josh. Yes. Yes. Who then goes on to be in iCarly as the brother. Yes. Because he, what is it? He like drugged and kidnapped Miranda Cosgrove's <laughs> character and renamed her Carly. That's like a fan theory that it's the same universe. All the fan theories in that Nickelodeon universe get so weird. And it just shows <laughs> what Nickelodeon does to young minds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think Nickelodeon is like a... Is like the lawful evil, and then Cartoon Network is like the chaotic evil, and then Disney is the whatever the opposite of that is. Disney is just Disney. <laughs> Disney exists on its own plane, yeah. All I know is one of these days I'm going to take Mickey Mouse as public domain, and I'm going to have fun with him. <laughs> Someday when it lapses. Um, all right. 
you guys want to do the police blotter now that we have done our requisite word of the day talk? <laughs> yeah. People are going to be like, when is it going to happen? When is it going to happen? And like an hour in. I feel so like, bad. I feel like I've derailed everything this podcast has become just by being no, here. No, no, no. I was just letting the conversation flow naturally. I didn't want to wedge it in because I knew we wouldn't be, it wouldn't be natural if I like wedged the word of the day in there. You know uh, what I'm I mean? sorry, audience. I didn't mean to derail this. They won't have me I'm back not- for another 20 episodes. <laughs> Don't worry. They'll have me back soon enough, but not for a while. So, uh, on to police, 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 I was really hoping I'd get to hear the sounds while we did this, but then yeah, no, I, no, it's just, they're not it's just awkward they're not and quiet. Live. An officer advised there was a vehicle parked with its trunk open. The officer secured the vehicle and closed the trunk. <laughs> That's a drug drop right there. <laughs> what was yeah? What was in the trunk? Why aren't they talking about that? No, he just closed the trunk. No big deal. Or possibly uh, there was like a body in the back and they managed to escape and ran away off into the forest. Or, more than likely, an ancient man was driving that car and forgot his trunk was open. Or, yep. even more Probably likely... Probably took all the groceries in the house and then left it open. More yep. likely, there was 14 rats <laughs> <laughs> having an orgy. Making eye contact with Alex's mom. Yep. Love you, Kim. <laughs> She's great. Um, a caller requested to know how old children have to be to ride a bike without supervision. It <laughs> uh, depends on how good you, of a parent you are. <laughs> and how good of a bike rider your kid is. Oh, Lord. They called the police for that? <laughs> That's terrifying, though. How do we know that was the parent, not just some guy in a van around the corner? That's true, too. It could have just been a concerned citizen. You know, there's a 12-year-old riding his bike around, and he's really annoying me. <laughs> Can't you arrest him? Please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Please arrest He's riding without supervision. <laughs> a caller reported seeing an individual looking through the window of a residence. The individual was acting suspicious. <laughs> oh. That's the first bit of... Is that just Lewistown talk for, like, he wasn't white? Well, here was my first thought. Probably. And it's wrong, but I thought that they saw someone looking from their own house through their own window. (laughs) And now as I read it out loud, I'm like, no, no, no. They're on the outside of the house trying to look through a window. (laughs) But at first I was like, I just assumed the most benign thing. Someone's just in their own house being suspicious. Oh, Lewistown. Uh, This is actually, this is hilarious. If you've been to Montana, you know the seafood is not good. We're landlocked. We're a thousand miles away from the nearest coast. So, uh, not that far, like 500 miles away, but a caller, yeah, a caller reported an individual selling seafood who does not have a city license. <laughs> Just a black a market bitch. fish dealer. Yeah. What a, that's, what a horrible thing to do to the town. Someone finally, like, has good lobster or something and they call the cops. Like, come on. It was just like, I like to think it was a red lobster just trying to open up in town. <laughs> yeah. They're just trying to feel out the neighborhood. You know, mm. how many, what's, what's the demand here? Like, this red lobster, we don't even know what these creatures are. <laughs> Here's a creepy one. A caller reported an individual walking down an alley holding a knife. What alleyway do you have in? <laughs> There's no fucking alleyway. <laughs> This is, There's like three or four of this them. This is like the most serious police blotter I've ever heard. 
<laughs> yeah, literally. We <laughs> That's get, an actual thing. <laughs> we get Seth on, and then there's like actual crimes happening, and it's not just benign <laughs> shit. <There's laughs> actual things going on. What was that person doing in that alleyway with the knife? You know what they were probably doing? They were heading to the seafood place, and they just needed the knife <laughs> to crack open the lobster. Oh, yeah, yeah. exactly. To fillet some squid. The underground lobster market in, <laughs> in the middle of Montana. Here's one that I think we can all relate to. A uh, 911 caller reported a person could not get the Amber Alert warning to stop sounding on their phone, even though it had been canceled the night before. The caller was provided the phone number for Verizon customer service. <laughs> oh, my God. They probably called... Could you imagine? They called 911 for that. They called 911, what's your emergency? Hi, I have this Amber Alert, and this person's like, great, here we go. Somebody has info on this Amber Alert. How do I get this thing to shut the fuck up? I don't give a shit about your missing kid. (laughs) It's been going for 14 hours. (laughs) I don't really care about this missing kid. Please, I just want to play some games on my phone. So if you could get rid of it, that would be great. My candy crush is full on energy. I'm almost to Chocolate Dip Mountain, and I swear to God, if this thing doesn't shut up and doesn't let me get to Chocolate Dip Mountain, I'm going to be pissed off. Uh, Last police blotter. A caller requested to speak to an officer about retrieving a gun that had been put into evidence last year. (laughs) (laughs) The officer advised they would talk to the county attorney before releasing the weapon. I know I accidentally (laughs) shot my neighbor last year, but that's my favorite shotgun. So if you could give that (laughs) back to me, that'd be great. The fact that they left it for a year and didn't want it back immediately tells me that they killed somebody and then were like, well... (laughs) I need to go kill someone again. And that's my only gun. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I lay awake at night thinking of when I can get that gun back. Yeah. I like the, it's like writing, they're like writing letters to the gun, you know, like prison's been tough on me, babe. It's a real Carol Baskin move. (laughs) Carol don't use no guns. You're right. She uses sardine oil. oil. Carol doesn't need a gun. She's got sardines. She's got a fucking army of tigers. Terrifying. Okay. I got to eat food. I'm fucking starving. Is there anything you wanted to like touch on that you, that you haven't, uh, we haven't uh, yet? That I got a, I got a subscription to word genius to try to find the word of the day, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which we inevitably didn't use because I guess we <laughs> talked too much. So uh, every day I'm going to get an email about what the word of the day is for however long I stay subscribed. Um, And uh, yeah, I think that's the the last thing. We'll just, we'll, (laughs) I'll just let this live in infamy in my notebook from now on. Well, Seth, uh, thank you for joining us, man. It's awesome to hear that you're doing well. I hope you continue to do well. Uh, You find a, new place a new whatever you're looking for and uh yeah we'll catch up again i'm I, this was fun it was fun to hear stories from like your perspective because yeah it's just it's a totally different viewpoint than i had or than alex had so it, it's cool to but but the same um events you know 
<laughs> I that was a long-winded way to say his <laughs> I'm happy to be here. It was it was it's been a thrill to be finally a part of an episode, especially being like the big fan I am of the two of you. Um well, this is episode 13. Oh, I know. I know. I I, I, <laughs> I spent time telling myself episode 13 is a special episode because I'm a part of it. Uh, but yeah, no, thank you all so much for having me. Sorry, audience, for derailing the uh, normal normal episode style that they have. But I hope that you have me back. I'd love to come back anytime and stress out. I now have Word Genius, so I will be more prepared for Word of the Day in the future. And uh, Alex, next time, you should talk more. I, 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 I give you the stage. You're the guest. I talk all the fucking time. You're too kind, but uh, I mean, you got to talk way more. Everyone's coming here for your two voices. You're too nice, Alex. You're way too nice. Sometimes I just feel like I just bitch a lot. And so maybe I should stop bitching and let other people bitch. Because that's all we want to do <laughs> as, a, as a human being. It's who will listen to me, bitch. And a lot of people listen to me, bitch, all the time. So I give someone else time to bitch. That was our first title for the podcast was Bitches Brew. Oh. That's why the people love you, Alex. You're good at bitching. Oh, ooh, as the cool kids say, you're bitching at bitching. <laughs> Tubular. Good night, everybody. <laughs> yes, go, uh, you know, like us on Facebook, Instagram, rate and review us on iTunes. We'll read your review on the podcast. Send us an email, gingerongingerpod at gmail.com. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Ginger on Ginger is brought to you by Jacob and Alex's parents, who brought them into this world and have yet to take them out of it. See you next week.